0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films, every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival enters its 35th edition beginning on May 2nd and uh, we and the, let's go into a little bit about this wonderful film festival uh, it is was developed many years ago to develop and support the voices of asian pacific and pacific islander filmmakers and media artists to empower communities and challenge perspectives founded in 1970 with the understanding that media and the arts are a powerful form of Storytelling, Visual Communications Creates a Cross-Cultural Connections Between Peoples and Generations. And with that, I want to introduce to uh, our audience the Executive Director of the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival, Francis Collado. Francis, welcome to Film School.
1: Thank you, Mike. How are you?
0: Good, good. Well, 35 editions of the Film Festival, that is amazing and remarkable. And I have been going for about the last three or four years to the festival. And it's just such an impressive enterprise, first of all. And secondly, and and just as important, the array of films and the filmmaking involved just gets better and better every year. Tell us a little bit about what they can expect from the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival this year.
1: Um so bigger and better things obviously I think it's one of the things we want to present. Um you know our programming always challenges what it is, what is Asian and what is Pacific Islander mm-hmm. and what is American as well. Um this year we're opening our f- uh, festival uh May 2nd with the world premiere of The Yellow Rose which is a musical uh drama but centered around a Filipina American teenager who's also undocumented based in Texas so um who's an aspiring country singer. Right. Yeah. Um, and our closing night film, we have the world premiere of Empty by Design by Andrea Walter. Um, so both Filipina directors um, and both world premieres to sort of book in the festival. But we have a lot of great things. Our centerpiece films, we have Justin Chan's um, Miss Purple. We had Emily Ting's Go Back to China and a, a bunch of other documentaries and shorts programs. Separate throughout the nine days that we're going to do the
0: festival. Tell us a little bit about the venues involved here. Where, where can people go to see? Now those? the venues.
1: Our, our first four days is located in Little Tokyo, which is in downtown LA. We sort of created this festival village with with the Japanese American National Museum, with the Otani Theater at the Japanese American Cultural Community Center, plus Downtown Independent, and other sort of. Um, event pieces as well in in Little Tokyo. So it becomes really a festival community hub for folks who just, you know, not just come watch films, but also enjoy the neighborhood and support local businesses. Um, Starting Monday, May 6th, we move over to LA Live at the Regals. And actually most of our programming and films are happening during that. So from Monday to Friday, um, most of our films that are playing um will be there so it'll be um, a really full force throughout the 9 days that we're doing this
0: yeah i've seen a few of the films and i can attest to the the quality uh, of these films i yellow Rose is just a terrific film and what a wonderful performances across the board but it it's just a it's a terrific film and congratulations on that as an opening night film uh, um I've seen a number of the films actually <laughs> there at the mm-hmm. festival, yeah. so can I can I can attest to the the quality of them, uh, particularly in the in the realm of documentary films. I thought it was an exceptionally strong field of documentary filmmaking this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you know you know we have um, while we have some really strong documentaries, we have a lot of documentaries coming from Native Hawaiian Pacific Islanders. Yeah. And so really, you know, coming from Merida, which is out of New Zealand, to eating up Easter, coming to Easter Island. So we're really going, you know, from all corners and edges of uh, Oceania, right, and, and, and the Pacific Island. So really telling those stories. But we, you know, from documentaries coming off Drift, Texas, to talking about, you know, NFL cheerleaders and sort of the things that are going through, Um you know, a film like Jadolan from Nadia, out of um, that's coming out of Texas, to talk about her mother, um, who's an Iraqi artist, right? Um, right. And then another film, I from top of my head, Kulap, with Vila Sac, origin story, who's a Lao American, you know, telling that 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 story that she has personally. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's wonderful. I think it sort of just gives sort of a nonfiction. Um, spread of what's happening, really, I, I would say half of the globe,
0: yeah, well, and and I want to sort of explore that question because you you talked about sort of the diaspora of Asian filmmaking. I was struck by Jadoland because it's an Iraqi. It's a story of a of a family living, a mom and a daughter living in Texas and their backstory about what happened to them and their family in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that we don't um, we don't often think of a rock as as part of that diaspora,
1: right? And and I think for us, you know, we we sort of question what is this, what does it mean to be Asian? Is it this this identity politics that you know our yeah. census defines, or do we define it by geography, or do we define it by by a common thread of just human experience, right? Right. You know, and and so I mean, technically, you know, you could say that. Iraq is part of the Asian continent and, and, and so what's that but you know whether it's a rockier or sort of Middle Eastern Muslim experience I mean it's also tied into a Muslim experience for Filipinos in the Philippines yeah. right and so I, I think we just really want to challenge and, and connect all these different layers how what connects with people through me through cinema through film and 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 I think just a better understanding, and you know that's a challenge that we, we take up. How do we actually put this festival not just um, to challenge what it means? You know, even for Pacific Islanders or, or Native um, Rapa Nui, Rapa Nui, and Easter Island. You know, this yeah. is part of you know a country in South America, and, and the intersection of of, 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 of native indigenous in, in terms of of that, I think for me is amazing. And, and trying to put those stories out there—that's that's what we really want people. To see that there, there's so many differences and similarities in this world.
0: Yes, and I I, I completely uh, wasn't. I was really enthralled by all of the work that you talked about and this idea. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's it's wonderful that that uh, there's this depth and breadth to the films and the filmmaking in the festival and sure. the, of the ones I've seen. Um, there are sort of common themes, and this was what struck me about the documentary program, and that's why I brought it up. Was the, the, the common themes, the commonality, and you mentioned sort of this, the human experience. And also what I'm so struck by is this sort of sense of place. And in in a lot of the films that I've seen, sort of finding um, finding their way, finding the people, the characters, the stories, sort of finding their way in the world, uh, searching for the... the a a cultural connection, a family connection, and, a, and an and uh, uh, an affinity and a and a uh, grounding in the place where they find themselves, mm-hmm. and these are just common human themes. But it just really plays out beautifully in the films that I've been exposed to from this particular film uh, year, this film festival year. So that um, just it's it's wonderful. I really was struck yeah. by it. Yeah,
1: and that's also the reflection of of these artists and filmmakers are you know, able to uh, empower and through to tell these stories. Right. You know, and, and just to, uh, you know, and, and, you know, as we champion diversity and inclusivity, I mean, we really need to do our job to to gather as much as we can globally and not just, you know, as, as best as we can with the limited slots that we have for the festival.
0: Right. Well, how many films are there in the festival this year?
1: Oh, um, I think about... Uh, about 150 films, including shorts. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and our short programs as well, you, that's, a, that's sort of a different yeah. way some folks can, can be engaged as well, too. So.
0: And, and this is something, thank you for bringing up the shorts, because increasingly, uh, I say this every year because I try to focus on shorts as much as possible, and certainly when it comes for the uh, consideration for the Academy Award nominated films, I'm particularly focused on those. And, I have to tell you that some of the best films that I see in the course of the year are f- short films, animated, live action, documentary. They're uh, they're they're an art form that I believe is evolving. I think that the 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 uh, subjects being uh, addressed in them and the way it just they're gaining more and more sort of I'll say credibility that might not be exactly the right word, but they're certainly gaining more traction in the world of right. f- film. And I just feel like that's an important part of it. So when people go to film festivals, I think they they seek out short film programs now.
1: Yeah, and, and I think part of it too is just you know a lot of our emerging talent is coming from this pool, right? And and, and folks who are sort of exercising this 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 craft, you know, on, on a ongoing basis, or you know, creating a short film here, maybe creating another short film a few months later, versus sort of. Maybe for a few of our feature filmmakers are working on that one film for almost three years, you know, and a lot of the talents there, but it's also just a good way to sort of, you know, if you only have maybe 120 minutes to actually enjoy multi- a multitude of stories, you know, that that we, we as programmers try to connect as a common thread, at least. Hmm. Being in Los Angeles also helps us, you know, we have a lot of short-form filmmakers, you know, and, and just... and and rightfully so, because, you know, I think at this point, in terms of creating media and and creating works, I mean, it, there's really, there's not much as an obstacle as, as it was before when it was more insoluble. Right?
0: right. Well, and also, I, you're forced as a filmmaker, as a storyteller, to be more economical, more resourceful. Usually there's not a lot of money in a production for a short film. So it forces these people to become, in, you know, better at their craft if for no other reason. Oh, I totally
1: agree with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to look for people who want to find out more about the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival, they should go to the website, which it's festival.vcmedia.org. Yeah, that's correct. V- okay, festivalvcmedia.org is is where you can go and you can find out about the festival information, programs, schedules, ticketing, news, you name it. It's there. Is there a theme for this particular uh, festival uh-huh. this year, or or is there something that you feel like in addition to sort of the special programming that you're putting on?
1: Right. Well, I, I think every year sometimes we also think about the themes, but also we need to sort of create it based on the programs that we're showing. But a lot of our programs are, are very political in a sense, you know, whether it's based on identity politics or, or being subversive or highly overt as well. Um, I think, you know, that's what we mean in trying to support filmmakers and stories who challenge narratives, you know, how we perspective, how we see the world. And also championing us you know not just as Asians which a lot of us Asian Americans and, and so a lot of these films that we're showing which is which is you know us based are American stories um, mm-hmm. in, in a sense um, with that said you know we try to create a fe- festival that has a space for everyone you don't have to be Asian to feel like or Pacific Islander, if you're like I, you can come you know this is you know we try to program stories that, that talks to everyone mm-hmm. And and, and, and and touches everybody, and, and, and just, be, and, you know, through cinema, um, creates conversations and dialogues, and really that's what we want to have. Um, you know, some of the films that we program might be challenging, some of them might be controversial in a sense, or, or not people would agree, but we just hope it does open up our dialogue.
0: In addition to the film festivals, and I mentioned uh, Visual Communications as mm-hmm. the umbrella organization, for people who want to be involved, not just to, you know, as a part of the film festival, as, a, as an attendee at the film festival, how else can people support what you're doing?
1: So there's a few things we're doing. I mean, we're highly known for, for the film festival, but you know, we are an organization that started in 1970 and believed that we were the media arm of the a, of a civil rights movement under Asian Americans. We have a upcoming exhibit at the Japanese American National Museum starting on May 25th. And next year we turn 50. Um, currently right now we have another exhibit based on just um, still media uh, photographs at Bordeauxville, Los Angeles, in, at the Annenberg so there's a lot of things, and, and just I would just say, please um, check us out at bcmedia.org for all the other things that we're making happen outside of the film festival, including some of our um, artist development programs. You know, we have a program that we call Arm with a Camera, which is for emerging shorts filmmakers that we challenge to create five-minute short films. And as you mentioned earlier, that's really more of a craft, a skill to, to develop, to, to become more resourceful. Um, another program that we have, another, there, we're also world premiering at, at Festival is called Digital Histories, which is a filmmaking program for older adults and seniors who are retirees. So, um, one of my favorite programs. Just to say that it's never too late to be a filmmaker. You know, so there's a few things for people to get involved with.
0: That's fantastic, and I thank you for bringing that part of it up because I do think that not only is this a film festival for you know a week of the year but also it's connected to the community it's connected to more than just this particular event and I think that's very important I just yeah it's wonderful work and thank you <laughs> for, oh, for thank the you, work Mike. yeah yeah we've been uh, we've been talking with the executive director of the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival that would be Francis Colato. Oh. and uh, I w- and come back anytime I mean I, this you have oh, an open I- open I- invitation during the course of the year if there are things that are coming up within Uh, you know, what you're doing with visual communications or whatever it might be, I'd be more than happy to have you back on to talk about it uh, because I think this this feels very much like like the title. It's a Los Angeles-based organization, a Los Angeles-based film festival. It's been around for a long time, deep roots in the community, and I just think this is a very important part of the Los Angeles experience, Southern California experience. So uh, anytime, Francis.
1: Okay, thank you so
0: much. Thank you.